0: Rushing the field with Jay Binkley. Sounds like a fun time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get some sandwiches afterwards. Nope, because I don't I don't want Big Macs. You don't eat Big Macs? No. I, no. I had a Big Mac last week. That's all right. I thought Big Macs were about as popular as Sinbad. You think uh, Pete Sweeney eats Big Macs? No, not at all. He's from New York. They don't eat Big Macs in New York. Um... Pete Sweeney will join us in just a second because I'm going to keep him on hold for just a little bit longer. Um, We talked about it earlier. Travis Kelsey being a dynamic person in this offense. They've talked about backup tight end. It's not coming up anytime soon. We have a guy named John Lovett that could be a backup tight end a possibility, but uh, talked about Travis Kelsey, we'll talk about a little bit later about Mahomes' memory and how it's just insane and also the... Dynamic feature that is the last feature of the comp, comp, player comp of he and Steph Curry. But, um, oh, wow. Uh, Nick Price, really disrespecting your name, as he wrote on the call-up ahead on the hotline, is Lil Pete. We are now joined by Lil Pete in St. Joe. Pete,
1: how are you today? Um, Doing well. Don't know about the new nickname.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, hey, I don't know. It's like it. Lil John or something. I thought it was hip. Just don't know about it. I don't. I don't get it. That's. I mean that's Nick Price for you, man. That's it's not me. Don't get mad at me. I didn't. I didn't. Come, I call you Peter Sweeney because that's what your email says.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, people don't realize this, but my full name is Peter. Actually. So, so you're saying that people who
0: know. go by Pete probably are called Peter in real life.
1: Uh, yeah, usually that's that, that's how it goes. Not all the time. Not all the time. And it's, it's weird, weird when I tell people woman. my real name um, is uh, Dustin, not um, Dustin Thomas. Uh, but yes, Pete. My full name is Peter. Actually.
0: I don't know why you use that as an example to compare names to. Uh, let's just get going, all right? Um, <laughs> Pete Sweeney, uh, live in St. Joe. How was, first off, how was the crowd on this weekend, as I think today was Fan Appreciation Day down in St. Joe, or up in St. Joe?
1: Yeah, uh, not Fan Appreciation Day, Family Fun Day. That's so right, Family Fun, fun Day. For the whole family. Um, crowd, was, crowd was big, probably... Uh, second or third to the first and second days first and second day i mean i i can't remember hearing that many people and, and seeing that much excitement so compare uh compare a little bit to that to those initial days uh, crowd's good um you know that people get excited for patrick mahomes one thing i will note when it comes to the crowd noise is tyreek hill whenever he he seems to touch touch the ball he's hearing some cheers i think the the fans, given all that had happened this offseason, are are really letting him hear the support and I just just find that interesting.
0: I read an article that uh your newly acquired uh inside guy Ron Coppett wrote a couple of days ago, I think it was actually yesterday, about how Steve Spagnolo can be a part of basically an anomaly, not anomaly, but part of something that has happened before where and it when it comes to Super Bowl runs teams that have replaced that position at that coach, at defensive coordinator, have won a championship in their first or second year as replacing that job. Is it fair to say that Steve Spagnuolo is Obi-Wan Kenobi for this team to get over that hump?
1: <laughs> uh, it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he came in with a, a very direct initiative, and I think he's taken it as let's make this defense as, as good as it could possibly be. But I think it's more so, hey, make the defense not the, you know, the reason we, not the reason we lose every single week, week in and week out. And I think that's something he realizes. Uh, an interesting conversation he had the other day during a presser a reporter asked him, uh, how ambitious can you really get this year? And he said it's interesting. You know, He's faced this, year, this first year before where it's gone well and where it has not gone well. So there's got to be a balance of that. I don't think you necessarily make it too complicated in year one. And you don't need to, and I think we've said it on talk radio, uh, numerous shows, numerous occasions. I don't think the Chiefs' defense needs to be number one Mm -hmm. for them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, the Chiefs, with their atrocious defense last year, almost made the Super Bowl. And let's be honest, they probably would have had a really good chance, given the offense against the Los Angeles Rams, to win uh, it all. So I I think it's just coming in and, and making it competitive, you know, Chiefs back, they want to be a reason the Chiefs win. But, I mean, you don't even need to be that good. And so that's something to remember.
0: Yeah, I think points against, they were 24th. And I would said earlier, they just need to get inside the top 20, whether it be 19 or 18. That's all it needs to really get to.
1: Yeah. And, from again, there's been no competition so far. But I, I tend to think they're going to be better than that. I'd I probably have them somewhere between 10 and 20, just, just based upon the vibes that I'm – I'm getting right now. I don't know if they break into the top ten, but they certainly have some playmakers, and Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew are really raising the level of play, and I really like the one Thornhill kid who had an interception today.
0: Yeah, you said uh, – was it you that said that that uh, Frank Clark the other day was like, grown-ass man over here? Why you all running over here?
1: <laughs> I think uh, I think it was Therese Taylor who might yeah. have tweeted that out. I think it was a tweet. Um, yeah, I mean, he – an offensive line and a defensive line drills, not afraid to chirp to these guys. And, you know, when you play anything, whether it be your buddy at the bar and you're playing a bar game and they're chirping, you know, makes you want to compete a little bit harder. And I think he's raising the level of play, uh, offensive linemen. I, I think fellow defensive linemen who look at him, you know, Chris Jones is trying to make a buck here. So he looks at Frank Clark and sees what he got paid. And so he's raising his level of competitiveness, competitiveness as well. And, and so, just a, a guy that that's raising the level and raising the expectation in the dog days when sometimes I, I think it gets hard uh, to keep that effort level there, and uh, he's keeping it uh, up there as a leader for this team.
0: So you and Brandon Kylie have been around this team probably the most out of anybody, I think, uh, at this station. I believe at this station. I, I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be the most, I guess, I, the most popular thing to come out of both of your guys' mouths or your fingers when you tweet is that Passanio is turning heads and that Juan Thornhill is going to be better than we anticipated. I guess go ahead. Let us know what that means.
1: Yeah, and I think it's been more BK and I on the pulse of the Passanio thing because yeah. I don't necessarily know if the team has a full grasp of, like, what the public thinks of him. And, I, you know, I think a lot of us, especially who analyze this team all the time, thought – a good chance Pastio gets cut. And just to see him and how often he's mixing with the first team, more so than Breland Speaks, who we thought for a long time uh, the Chiefs liked a bit more than Pastio, but Steve Spagnuolo likes these really big guys, and Pastio is that in every sense of the word. Uh, He's mixing in some of the sub-packages. I don't necessarily know if he's in the base, but he'll certainly have a role in the team. To me, there's no doubt he makes this team. And then I I think to, to get to this place from where we had been, uh, coming into training camp is amazing. And then when, with Juan Thornhill, I, I just think the team is more pumping that out, and more so than BK and I, because mm. a guy like Louis Riddick of ESPN, who hasn't been to training camp, is saying watch out for the tandem of Thornhill and Matthew. Uh, listen, that's not coming from a fellow local reporter. That's coming straight probably from, what I would guess, the phone and the fingers of Brett Veach. And so I think this team really likes um, Juan Thornhill and, and believes he'll be a contributor this year. And I keep pumping at this too. Doesn't necessarily mean the end of Dan Sorensen. I think Sorensen's having a nice camp. He knows that uh, to an extent his position is, is threatened right now by this kid. And even Andy Reid can confirm today you could expect to see these three safeties in some packages on the field at the same time. And, and given the cornerback death, I think that's a good thing.
0: What is it that was going to get Passanio cut? That's not going to get him cut now. That's making you think that he's going to make this team.
1: I think just how much Steve Spagnuolo likes him. Um, I, I go back to the story a lot. Uh, if you rewatch and, and dig up the Colin Saunders call from Steve Spagnuolo, you know the night night of the draft when the personnel calls to let them know they've become Kansas City Chiefs. One thing he says to, to Saunders is. Yeah, good guys to, to play defense, and you're a big guy, and we think you'll fit right in something to that extent. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, Spagnola really likes these big guys, I think, especially when it comes to defending the run. Um, and I think he, he's made uh, Pano Passano, in a sense, his personal passion project. I mean, that's something not something he directly has said, but whenever asked about him, you could tell that he wants to get something out of this guy, and the fact that he's, Pass knew I'm talking about is getting the reps with the first team makes me think, okay, even his actions that we always see or hear, actions speak louder than words. Well, he's getting he's getting playing time. And so interested to see just exactly how much playing time he gets in some of these preseason games and then ultimately week one.
0: Talking with Pete Sweeney, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, just a couple more and I'll get you on here with your day because I know you've been at it pretty early this morning. His practice started at 8.15 and, again, it starts at 8.15 tomorrow as I believe today to get it right. Re- Tomorrow, to get it right, is the season ticket holder appreciation day, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Season ticket ticket members, they like to be called members, not holders for some reason. Yeah. Uh, they'll be out here uh, probably part, you know, partying a little bit, enjoying Sunday, Sunday here at St. Joe.
0: Pete, I'd like your take on this. Uh, we did two topics earlier in today's show where I compare this team having a Hollywood feel to them, just obviously with Pat Mahomes and all the things that are coming around him, but also with the core itself. I know that... Uh, you know, you follow this team a little bit more in depth than most, probably a lot more than people think. Um, but when it comes to the core of this team, who's the one guy that you tend to pay more attention to? And when I say the core of this team, I mean Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, maybe Chris Jones, maybe Tyron Matthew. But when it comes to the core of this team, who is one guy that you kind of, like, take away as a personal, like, maybe, like, not like a fan favorite, but somebody that you kind of watch more? Like, Nick and I had talked earlier. The guy I kind of look at more a little bit, Outside of the team aspect or the core aspect, is Travis Kelsey. He looks at Tyree Kill, and we compared it to the Royals. Whereas I would look at like Gerard Dyson was a guy that like when he came up or he did right. something big it was like that's my dude. Like when it comes to this Chiefs team, who's one guy in that core? I mean, excluding Pat, that like maybe you're like okay if this guy's doing this then then they're they're rolling.
1: I'll throw. Away. I'll throw. By the way, I'll throw in with Merrifield as my guy at the K. But when it comes when it comes to the Chiefs, I'm really liking uh, linebacker Damian Wilson right now. Didn't practice today, dealing with some e soreness. But uh, when he has been out there, uh, you could see some of these tackling and, and thud periods right now, just going full full force, and just the effort level has really impressed me. Uh, Frank Clark is another guy who looks like a freak of nature, and last year was very one sided. So to, to see these two guys and to see, okay, there's some real interest as far as defensive stars. I think that speaks volumes because he just didn't have that last year. So Damon Wilson, and I said this yesterday, I'll repeat myself, he gives me some DJ vibes in the middle there. And so wow. uh, I know that probably is it, it's, it's big words uh, to the years of Chiefs fans, especially because I'm talking about a guy who's, who's really had a lot of special team snaps when it comes to his time with the Dallas Cowboys. But I I feel like the cheese might have found um, found themselves diamond in the rough when it comes to Damian Wilson.
0: Last question, Pete. Uh, we're doing a topic next segment where uh, some, uh, I don't know who it was, but they did a rating of the best sandwiches or the most popular sandwiches in America. Number one at 79% is the grilled cheese. The last one out of 15 <laughs> is a French dip at 46%. Grilled cheese took it away with 79%. What's your favorite sandwich in America?
1: Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if we have a sponsor at the station, but I love me the Z Man. I don't know how you could go wrong with the Z Man from Jones. And then I could talk to more generic. I mean, there's nothing like a good Reuben. I mean, you know what I'm talking about?
0: No, that's that's one of mine, and it's second to last on the list.
1: That, yeah. See, that's that's a problem. I find, your, your top I need... five,
0: by the way: grilled cheese, grilled chicken, turkey, roast beef, ham.
1: I also think, and I understand it's not that hard to make, but a PBJ needs to be in the mix.
0: Oh, it's in there, but it is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It is behind. I, I kid you not, the bacon sandwich.
1: Oh. <laughs> that's dead serious. That's a huge problem for me because I'll tell you one thing: if you're in the house, and I'm not talking about you know, you're not feeling ravenous hungry because you know you're not going to go into the fridge for a grilled cheese. But you know, if you're a little hungry, there's nothing that hits the spot like a PBJ and a small glass of milk.
0: You know what I mean. Two percent or skim?
1: More respect for the PBJ. What kind of milk? I'm a two percent guy now. I like you, uh, as I grow, as I grew up, I was, I was a whole Good guy choice. straight from the cow. But I'm trying to trying to lose a little bit of weight here, so I'm going to go with the two percent.
0: What kind of jelly? And are you smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Then I'm getting you out of here.
1: Smooth peanut butter, and again, right. I grew up pretty boring with jelly, uh, with um, grape jelly, but now I go for the strawberry. I buy my own groceries. The rents don't do it anymore for me, so I get the strawberry, jelly, uh, peanut butter, and you know, a little pro-tip here. You mean toast that bread. Any sandwich is better with toasted
0: bread. I don't do that. I do uh, honey wheat as it is out of the bag. That's Pete Sweeney live from uh, St. Joe and uh, covering the Chiefs training camp, and I know, Pete, that we're going to be around each other a lot this football season. So I hope you're ready for a little uh, Sween and Dustman action this year.
1: <laughs> I'm always ready for Sween and Dustman action. That's a little right. Peed out.
0: All right, later on. He's a little Pete out. Coming up, we are going to dive back into that. What are the best sandwiches? 69 69306. Eat with a purpose Protein House, Eat with a purpose text line. America's ranked their best sandwiches. Number 1's grilled cheese and the dead last finisher's french dip, and I'm pissed. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio.